Good morning. It is 4.23 a.m., Monday, March 30th, in the state of quarantine, New Jersey. This is Hacker Mike on a solo podcast on my morning walk. So today's mission is we're going to get some bagels from Dunkin' Donuts. I'm going to go for a couple mile walk. It rained last night. It's, uh, but the rain hasn't been freezing on the ground. So, uh, I'm hoping to get my pepper plants started soon. I've been using the bag method for planting or sprouting, where you put them into a Ziploc bag with a piece of paper, um, and then put the seeds on the bottom side of the paper. So the, the roots will go to the plastic and won't try and go into the paper because the roots will go down. So I got a couple of sprouts there. And uh, I'm going to be trying to put them into some little pots. I'm a little bit worried about the other seeds I had outside. I think some of the baby plants might have died because they got frozen. Peppers don't like the freeze, especially when they're small. Yeah, I'm walking right now outside. It's cloudy. There's no stars to be seen. Also, I took all the different um, beans and grains that I have that are like popping corn and um, black beans, chickpeas, and the other, um, I guess they're pinto beans, and I just put them into a jar and wetted them down and poured off the water, and every two times a day I just rinse them out with fresh water to keep them moist and um, they're sprouting like crazy so I'm going to plant those as well in a section of the garden see if I can get some beans to grow it can't hurt we eat them and they say you can also eat the plants eat the pods for peas at least so I'm assuming other beans as well are edible and they're fast growing So the fast-growing plants you want to grow are radishes, which are like the fastest-growing. You know, in two to four weeks, you will have edible plants. You can eat the greens. You can eat the seeds. You can eat the roots. You can eat the whole plant. You'll get sick of them eventually. You can make kimchi with them. And, um bok choy, Swiss chard, lettuces, peas, peas will take longer, oh, arugula or rocket, fast growing, Um, trying to think of the other ones in the list. 
But those are pretty uh, fast-growing plants that you can grow. <clears throat> now, as for composting and preparing our garden beds, we basically, uh, last year we bought a bunch of compost and we built, uh, with 2x4s, we built... Um, I guess they're four by eight or six by eight rectangles. I don't remember the dimensions exactly. Three by eight rectangles. Anyway, we just stacked them on top of each other, poured the, the compost in, try to bury leaves and stuff underneath or sticks uh, for a little bit of the uh, hugel type of situation and some of them, and uh, not all of them, but it turned out well, those, and um, the Hugel culture, which is a massive mound where we buried wood under the ground, that I haven't planted yet, um, I only planted three beds, but um, basically from what I've been studying of these plants, that they they create a microorganism, they they foster microorganisms, and they feed fungus, which is then eaten by nematodes, or and they're eaten by worms, and the worms aerate the soil, and the worm poop is used by the plants. So you have this whole strange ecosystem going, symbiotic system of fungus, I guess bacteria, worms, nematodes, and they're all fed by the plants who produce sugar from the sun. So the plants actually collect the, um, the sugar, or collect the sunlight, and um, they produce sugars, which is what the fungus needs. So the fungus can grow way underground. And they're saying that the Epic Garden, we talked about some of this. Epic Garden podcast was talking about the 12 feet underground, the roots extend, and then even deeper with the microbial networks. And fungus. We're talking about a massive um, ecosystem being created and fed by the sun through the plants. So it's all very interesting. I need to actually study on the details. This is just stuff I've heard. I listen to all types of gardening podcasts. I like the epic gardening podcast the most, really. <clears throat> yeah, and I have all these seed catalogs. Now I really wish I had ordered some seeds. <clears throat> because I planted all of my fast-growing seeds, but we have thousands of sprouts. And I guess what we did last year is we just transplanted a bunch of them. 
like the radishes, they were growing like crazy. We just take, took some of them out and moved them to new locations. Oversowing, they call that. People thin them out and also just eat them, the small plants. But hey, you can just thin them out, pull them out, and then put them in a new spot. Just use the, the bed as its sprouting location. I'm looking forward to the tomatoes, though. The guy, the last podcast I was talking about, you can plant a slice of tomato and it'll grow. And I was also talking about the, en- the seeds being covered by enzymes, which have to be eaten away for the plant to grow. I didn't really listen to the whole thing. He said something about fermentation. Maybe I'll have to re-listen to that, do some more reading. i got to get my peppers and my uh, tomato plants started. What's that sound? Something scurrying over there. Could be a deer, a cat. I saw a possum body the other day, yesterday. Skeleton. Not too many people out. It's been, um, it's been real interesting living at home. I've been trying to uh, be minimalistic and uh, pretend basically that we're in quarantine. I mean, pretend uh, that we are having to live on rice and beans and experimenting and all types of um, survival food, fermentation, and... uh, Hey, the uh, peppers that I started to create hot sauces for, uh, they turned out pretty damn good. Just um, put them in salt water. And we've been nibbling away at those peppers since February. I use them in all my different food. And you don't need much. The jalapenos are really the winners of the whole thing. If you can get... If you see any jalapenos cheap just buy them all throw them in salt water put them in a jar and they'll be good for months keep them under water yeah the hotter I mean the super hot ones even my first um, experimental hot sauce with the scotch bonnet didn't turn out that bad It wasn't as hot as people would have expected, but um, I also watered it down a lot. Some of these people, they just take the peppers and they just grind them up directly, remove all the uh, water, and they make a super hot paste. I watered it down two to one.
so that would really take out some of the heat and I cooked it twice so some people don't even they don't even cook it so um, we'll see we're going to do some more experiments with this Yeah, that's the um, factory near my house, chugging along, spewing stuff into the air. So we have these train tracks with an abandoned train track, but there's still a crossing, and all the buses have to stop here. It's one of my little pet peeves. Like, how many school buses and buses have to stop? And why? Why do they have to do that? Now, there's a New York bagel place, but I don't really like their bagels. And, um, but they're closer. But I'm going to do the long walk all the way up to, uh, Dunkin Donuts and I'm going to talk and this is probably going to be one of those zero listen shows just some crazy guy talking in the mic in the middle of the night in the quarantine of New Jersey yeah today's a work day and it's funny how work becomes a state of mind. I talked about this previously, about switching between states. I guess you could just actually get different hats and put these different hats on. And it's like, when I'm wearing my work hat, I'm at work. You know, I have my whole ritual for normally getting ready to work. And it involves getting up early going to the gym, going home, taking a shower, getting to work early, doing a lot of work, coming home, and collapsing on the couch. And now, I don't have that half hour drive or hour drive, so an hour a day I get back. Um, I'm at home all day. I've been trying to have a better relationship with my family have meaningful interactions with them. But it's also tough if you're trying to focus and get something done. So my son is doing online school now. <coughs> and he says he likes homeschooling better than he likes his normal school. That in normal school his teacher doesn't spend any time with him. They just tell him what to do. So, really this uh, homeschooling, I'm thinking, as I mentioned previously, it's going to turn into a mentorship where eventually we just might hire a mentor to basically watch after him while he's doing his homeschooling online courses.
you know, it could even be a small group of kids. So you don't have to have the burden all on one person. Probably could be a tax-deductible expense eventually. I don't know the law, but some places let you tax-deduct childcare and education. But, um, I mean, to have a personal person interacting with the kids directly and guiding them through all these online courses a steward, a ship steerer, a mentor, a companion. That's basically what I think might be the future. Oh, the flag is slapping against the pole, making a weird noise. I think I'm a little jumpy. My wife is creating some educational videos as well. And I haven't done any educational videos yet. And there's a million of them out there. Um, a lot of them have people speaking in dialects that might not be easy for people to understand. And I was thinking, have you ever played with Google Translate? And seeing how, um, if you take some other language that Google can speak, they can't speak all the languages, but the translate has a voice model for a lot of languages. And if you take an English sentence and plug that in to another language, you can have it speak with an accent. It'll speak the English sentence as if it was a foreign language sentence. And it's totally hilarious. Now, I was thinking that we could train a machine learning model to reverse that process. To take a sentence that was spoken with a strong accent in a foreign language model. And then remove the accent automatically with machine learning. So that you could take videos or lectures of people who have very strong accents and filter that out. So I thought that might be an interesting application of machine learning. But let's get to the point here. And we mentioned this previously, but I'm just going to reiterate it. How many courses, how many online courses do we need? And why are these courses and the course materials a limited audience? Like, why are we paying with our tax money for teachers to produce consumables, which basically maximize the total cost of the material as opposed for them to create durables, reusables? Why are they having us sign up for Google Classroom and various apps and using why are the schools using all these different platforms 
Like, what are we paying them for exactly? They're struggling with technology. They um, don't have necessarily, they're not producing content for the long term. And if all of these different teachers were to get together and produce long-term content, how many teachers are we going to actually need? If the teachers become the content producers and the mentors are the ones who actually guide the the kids through the uh, online content, the teacher will then become either a mentor or a content producer. But how much content do we really need? we really really need some content will have to be custom made for certain strengths and weaknesses yes but again these are one-time costs unless they're consumables so I think that there's a, a fight between content creators and um consumable creators I mean when the teacher gets these worksheets some of them are licensed material that they pay for that are only for they're only for um, this one class or they're you know limited distribution you're not allowed to uh, put them in the public because these companies that produce the worksheets they're going to sell them over and over again, licensed in the schools. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this whole topic. Boy, that guy's got a mustache on his truck. <clears throat> no expert. Just rambling. I gotta set up a voicemail number that you can dial me and leave me a voicemail. Now the um, the Anchor FM does have a voicemail function, and I guess I could put that out in the chat in the group where we have a Telegram group, stream of random, feed the fungus, and. Um, YouTube was shut down. I'm on Twitter. I don't know if it's J. Mike Dupont Cell. I also have another account, Hacker Mike, which I don't really use too much after uh, Perceived. I was worried about uh, having too much publicity. When I was working for certain companies, yeah. Well, self-censorship. So let's talk about that real quick. So basically, freedom of the press, freedom of speech. We're exercising this right now. We're just talking crap random stuff and um, I 
America has a long tradition of free speech. But unless you can actually, unless you can actually get your speech published and heard, there's the censorship right there. It's like the press is free, meaning the guy who owns the press is free, and he's free to print whatever he wants. And there you go, you have YouTube being freed to print whatever it wants, meaning it's going to shut down your channel. And more and more people are getting shut down. Because the algorithm has decided that they're not valuable advertising targets. And if you're not making the money, well, you know what? I'm going to shut you down. There's a lady running in the middle of the street here. With her safety vest on. She's going pretty fast, too. She's boogieing. So I've been thinking about different ways to fight the decay of data. And um, there's different peer-to-peer networks. There's storage coins. There's S3 buckets. S3 is still probably the cheapest thing on Amazon that you're going to get for storing stuff. Archive.org will store it for you for free. Um, I haven't heard of any censorship on archive.org. But the interface is not that great. Um, There's all different types of free blogs and free websites. I guess if you were to put the work in and interface with a whole bunch of different ones and you could cross-publish your stuff and ferret away on different platforms that it wouldn't be deleted all at once so quickly. You could also run your own servers, buy your own hard drives. Serve it up from home. It's going to turn into a major operation. Or you could just submit to the Silicon Valley printing presses and follow their rules. I mean, even me, I'm using my phone. And um, I'm using Anchor to publish my podcast, and they could shut me down at any time, once they get big enough, I guess. Right now, uh, I suppose these small startups are just not interested in censorship so much or profitability, just like YouTube wasn't in the beginning.
Yep. So, um... I had a, a text-to-speech, open-source text-to-speech program that was reading, like, different articles, bills, Wikipedia pages, converting them into pages and pages of mechanical robot voices. But I listened to some of that. You can get used to it. The voices are getting better. LibriVox also has audiobooks read by people. But mostly I listen to podcasts because they're timely, up-to-date. That means timely. I started listening to Scott Adams. He's hilarious. He, I wish I could be as insightful and deep thinking like he was. He is. He really, he really shows off his, um, his brilliance really in his podcasts. And I should aspire to a higher level of quality and research. I haven't been doing a lot of research into my uh, podcasts. I haven't really been preparing them. I don't have show notes or plans. It's really just stream of random, stream of consciousness, random thoughts. I don't know who's going to listen to this stuff. I generally don't have any listeners. And um, I would be surprised if this, if anyone gets through this far. So if you're listening and you got all the way through to this part of the podcast, I want to say thank you for listening. That's amazing. And I think we're going to end soon. I need to take a break. And um, I will check in with you all. All my zero listeners. And um, no one's got time to to listen to all this stuff. you got to pick and choose what you're interested in. And a lot of the podcasts, they also have good production quality, which I don't have. So people will just listen to it for the sound effects or the amazing quality. Well, this car's just turning around on me. I'm just going to stand here and watch them. I guess they missed their turn. All right, then. See you later. Bye-bye.